Hey, DJ Fluck here from Stadium Scenes Main Event. Networking has become more important than ever, so why are you still carrying around paper business cards that end up lost or in the trash? Our friends at Link have created a solution to that problem by getting your contact info directly into that person's phone with a simple tap from your plastic business card, a bracelet, or even an Apple Watch band. When it's time to update your contact info, make the change in their easy-to-use networking app. For listeners of Stadium Scenes Made Event, you can save 15% by typing in promo code StadiumScene, that's all one word, at checkout. To learn more, visit linkapp.com. That's L I N Q A P P.com. Today's Stadium Scene Podcast is brought to you by. Hey guys, this is Jillian here at StadiumScene.com and StadiumScene.tv. We strive to help you find the best ways to get to and from the big game. Now we are joining forces with Lyft to make it even easier. For our listeners, enter the promo code StadiumScene with no space and get credit towards your first ride. So download the Lyft app at the iTunes or Google Play store, enter StadiumScene with no space as your promo code and get to the ball game. Do the responsible thing and get home safely with Lyft. Terms and conditions may apply. See more at Lyft.com. Live from a makeshift recording studio, somewhere in the middle of the desert, this is the Stadium Scene Podcast. With your hosts, DJ Flug. I suck at trivia and I suck at telling jokes. Kate Thompson. The Jackman, which is just the most awesome name. And Jillian Fisher. No, that was just because I'm crazy as hell. <laughs> You're listening to the Stadium Scene Podcast. All right. We are back with the 12th episode of the Stadium Scene Podcast. Uh, we've been off for about a month now uh, since our last episode, so, you know, August. If we were living in Europe, we would have taken the entire month off. Yeah. <laughs> we I should would. have. I, I used to work for a company that had a big office in Germany, and as you know, it was rush, 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 get everything done at the end of July because otherwise you're not going to hear from them until the end of the month. And then we have Labor Day at the beginning of September, so then there's an additional week delay. So it's like, you know, for those five weeks, when you're working with a European office, it's like nothing happens at all. I don't know how anything gets done, to be honest with you, but I don't know. So welcome, everybody. We've got an interesting show today. Um, I guess, where has everybody been uh, to go with that since we've all been disappeared, (laughs) disappearing for the last month? So who well, else? Kate, well, Kate, I think Kate should go first. Okay, Kate, go first. Well, I started off with heading to Soldier Field to catch a preseason game. Let's just say that was an interesting game. I saw the Broncos versus the Bears. Um, I left early because I'm like, the Bears can't screw this up. And then we heard the Broncos fans while walking away. Um, it's only a preseason also, game. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And also, I took a slight road trip up to Milwaukee and explored oh. um, Miller Park, checked out one of our bars, and um, kind of just went went to go home for a little bit. How was it? It was a lot of fun. And yeah. 
hate to tell you this, we're doing Miller Park trivia today. Oh, I'm not going to do very good at that. (laughs) (laughs) So how about you, Jillian? I have a feeling I will fail. Where have you been? Where haven't I been? I'm like more of the question. Uh, I just want a Laos, nap. I just want my... Vietnam. <laughs> I want my bed. That's where I want to be. Um, no, I should. I would never complain. Actually, I would never complain about it. But uh, well, I spent a decent amount of time in Disney in Orlando. I was supposed to go to an Orlando City game, but I got a nasty bout of food poisoning. So I just shucks. I have to go back to Disney. Damn oh, that Mickey what, Mouse! What a, what a shame. Um, so I spent some time in Disney. Did, did the food I, poisoning, Did was it eating at a Disney property that got you sick? It was not a Disney property. Oh, I was no. about to say, you know, you know how expensive Disney food property, is. Disney property, yeah. It Disney. was still like a decent restaurant. It was a very decent restaurant. Uh, it was sushi, so. Oh. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it was a decent restaurant, but, it, you know, stuff happens sometimes. So I, yeah. not, not the end of the world. I think if I would get food poisoning at Disney World, I'd be really disappointed because, A, how expensive it costs to go to visit there. But yeah. how much? <laughs> Yeah. You know, you go to Epcot and you want a cheeseburger at one of their quick grab places and it's like 19 yeah. bucks. And it's like, if I got sick eating Disney food, yeah. I'd be really, really upset. <laughs> I'd be very upset. But yeah. no, we didn't we really, we, the meal I ate was not in Disney. So it was not in, on a Disney property. So everyone's fine there. But, and then from there, I feel like I did stuff in the beginning of August, but that was so long ago. Um, Just go look at your Instagram page. I'm sure it's there. Yeah, well, and then I went to the World Cup qualifier in New York, uh, which was, what was that, like September 1st, I think is when it was. So it's been like, a, I feel like there was more that happened in that month. I did I did more traveling in there, but I don't know where to. Oh, it's, no, that was that was you, July. You know, yeah, you, know in... you travel too much when you don't remember where you've been. <laughs> I went to, um, I'm trying to think, really, I don't remember. I went to the Atlanta Braves new stadium. How was that? Um, it's very nice, new, and shiny. I think I was just a little surprised at how much they used the tomahawk chop. Like, I didn't realize, like, it was, like, really incorporated into every part of the game. That's interesting. So, I thought they were yeah, starting like, to kind of phase that out. Well, it's built into the stadium at some level, too. Like, it's, like, literally, like, engraved in the stadium at huh. some parts. So, it's a little interesting because I didn't realize how... Like I knew that it was, I thought it was just like a playoff thing. So I had no idea, which was just, it, it was, t- it took me back a little, you know, there's lots of heated arguments about that. Right. So we won't get into it at this time, yeah, but not, not for today's show. Yeah, it was, it's a very nice stadium. The location is really strange and it, it's, I don't imagine that it's nice for locals to get there because traffic in Atlanta is really, really bad. The Cobb so, County Braves. Yeah. So it's, it's a little strange location, but it's again, once you're inside the stadium, it's super nice and it's, you know, nice, new and shiny, which is exactly what you'd expect. Did but... you ever visit Turner Field while it was still around? I did not. Okay. No, I, did. I did. I've I've been told that this is kind of a has a miniaturized Turner Field Turner Field feel oh, to it. Oh, really? Yeah, but I I can't speak on that. I have not been to either, so I did learn actually. I did not know this, but apparently they sold off Turner Field to Georgia State University, and they've actually been oh. renovating it over the last couple months and turning it into their full-time football stadium. 
interesting. So Very it's good because I think a lot of people were afraid they were going to demolish the place. It's like it's you know it was built for the Olympics in '96. It's not an old facility by any means. No, there's, there's newer no, facilities in much worse shape than that. But I also just wasn't under, like from every everybody I talked to, like the fans there, like they loved the stadium. But it was just like most of them felt like it was unnecessary. But they're like, it's new, whatever, we'll take it. But also, they were slightly annoyed because taxpayers did end up having to pay for some of it. Of course. So, the biggest, which, you know, the biggest and, scam in sports. <laughs> well, and like the worst part was like the the meetings that were held about it. Like they were, you know, where you have the town uh, the town hall meetings and stuff, and they were really shady about the timing of them and. It was just the whole process where, like, they kind of got around the system more or less, so that because the, the taxpayers were like vehemently saying, "No, we don't want this," and every chance they got to speak out about it, they kind of were like, "Oh, well, the town hall is actually not tonight," or then they would only announce the town hall meeting in like an actual physical newspaper the day of type of thing. So, so nobody saw, did some, it, of course. Yeah, so they did some shady stuff and. Uh, the people about that were not happy, but it, the stadium itself, like, you can't complain about the stadium itself, like the actual, the physical stadium, but uh, there was some definite controversy around it. So the, uh, on the topic of, of new stadiums and, and taxpayer funded stadiums, I've been following the Major League Soccer expansion process pretty, uh, pretty closely just because I have a, a vested interest that one of the, the favorites is here in, in the Phoenix area, and I actually drive by the site every day so you know phoenix gets the uh, the expansion nod they start building and i've got a place yeah. i stop at every day on my way home to take a picture of the construction process and got a nice little uh coverage going so i think that would you know plus having a major league soccer team in, in the phoenix area would be pretty awesome but, yeah you know they have a a dozen cities that have put in for four spots and they're going to give out two before the end of this year and i think they're going to announce the other two sometime next year and it's kind of questionable if they're even going to have four viable bids. Um, and there's all sorts of different discussion on the matter because, you know, one of the top bids right now is Sacramento because they have an ownership in place. They've got a nice fan base with their USL team. Uh, and they have a stadium that's going to be privately financed. They've got all those boxes checked. But yeah. the concern is, you know, Sacramento's not a big TV market, and yeah. you know, LA's just get it. Got, or they're getting their ne uh, second team next year. There's a team in San Jose. Is, you know, MLS is coming up on a, a TV deal here in a couple of years, and is adding Sacramento going to be the best choice as far as trying to branch out and grow the sport when you already have three teams in california three teams yeah yeah three teams yeah three teams and then you got portland and and seattle just up the coast so it, it, people are kind of concerned that even though you know Sa sacramento has done everything right they may get yeah. passed over i don't know I, you know we, nobody knows for sure um you know you have phoenix it's which very is very possible though you have phoenix who came out of nowhere with an ownership group last fall uh locked in a site, have it privately financed, uh, you know, and there's questions on can they get people to turn out to the games. You know, the TV market isn't a question. Phoenix yeah. is the fifth largest city in the country now. It just passed Philadelphia. It's like the 10th largest metro. You know, from a checkpoint, it's got everything except, you know, do we have the fan support to support it? And I, I hope we yeah. can prove that wrong here. I think there's a lot of interest, and it, I think it's a great location, unlike, you know, the – the coyotes on the other side of the valley yeah. they're a terrible location 
but you know phoenix could get passed because of you know concern for fan support you know, phoenix hasn't yeah. exactly been a, a great market because of its you know it's a transplant city you know the diamondbacks yeah. they struggle to bring people out and you know, when the Cubs come to town, when the Yankees come to town, the place fills up, but they're wearing the other team's hats. So, yep. you know, you got that going on. So, um, oh, and I guess to finish off where I've been, uh, simple answer is nowhere. Uh, I've been here, kind of sitting here twiddling my thumbs and denting this giant bottle of Jack Daniels that I bought. <laughs> and uh, I guess in the beginning of August, the Cubs came to Arizona for their three-game series and did exactly what I just said two minutes ago is they, you know, they filled the ballpark and uh, it was surprising. This is the first time I've been to a Cubs game down here uh, outside of spring training. And it, it was very surprising. I guess it shouldn't be, but it's still surprising that you're going into a visiting team ballpark, uh, you know, 1500 miles away from where they play and everybody's wearing blue and cheering for the Cubs. Yeah. It, it's really yeah. uh, awkward, but uh, it was okay for me. I felt I fit in nicely. So, <laughs> on that topic of the Cubs, this is a great segues today. Uh, I'm proud of you. I'm thank so you. proud of Man, you. Man, it's like we almost know what we're doing. So, I wanted to start off the the first segment of the show with not really a rant, but you know, back in 2003, the Chicago Cubs were in the National League Championship Series against the Florida, now Miami Marlins, and you know they were up 3-2 in the series, and in Game 6, they were winning 3-0 until the 8th inning when uh, Luis Castillo, the second baseman, hit a foul ball down the left field line, and unfortunately, a fan in the front row did what pretty much every other fan in that same spot would have done, and, and he reached out and he grabbed the ball, and Moises Alou couldn't catch it, and... Then a couple batters later, a botched double play, and it turns into eight runs later. You know, the Cubs lost the game, then they lost game seven, and, you know, they went from five outs away from going to their first World Series to hating on this guy, Steve Bartman, uh, for years. And, you know, at any time the Cubs would either have a disappointing season, it's like, oh, will they ever get past the curse of Steve Bartman, or, you know, when they won the division a couple times later in the decade. Oh, well, they get past the Steve Bartman curse, and it's just like, let it go already, for God's yeah. sake. You know, he, somehow Steve Bartman has kept completely out of the public eye since that has happened. I mean, you know, there was the really despicable act where one of the local newspapers published his name and his home address the next day, and, like, people are just cruel and went out and like trashed his front yard and and death threats to the family i mean it's just just despicable just horrible horrible treatment but you know for the vast majority of cubs fans they were upset uh, i happened to be standing outside the ballpark that night when that happened and i was upset i mean we we're all upset it's you know it's uh coming in expecting the best and getting the worst and you know, after all that's said and done, you know, Steve Bartman, he's kept out of the way. The Cubs have reached out to him over the years to, you know, hand an olive branch and make peace, you know, on behalf of everybody. And he's like, no, I don't want to be a distraction. I don't want to show up and throw a first pitch or anything. And I, I don't, you know, I don't want it to be about me uh, when the Cubs finally do win it all. And he kept out of the way. And so he said that, you know, he'll resurface when it's time. So after the Cubs won the World Series... It got out that the Cubs actually presented him with his own World Series ring with his name on it, and he accepted it as a gift, and 
on behalf of the uh, you know his family they issued a statement through the cubs to the press saying you know thank you i just appreciate this i don't deserve this ring but you know i appreciate the gift and you know i, I just hope that you know we can move on from this and you don't have to keep bringing up the steve bartman curse every time because you know the cubs finally won it all about a day after all this happened the press were absolutely brutal um and there was a columnist in the Chicago Tribune, David Haw, who's, you know, he, he writes pieces just to, you know, that's what these journalists do. They write pieces to get people to read their story. And and I, I think he wrote a ridiculous article, and he said that this is not proper closure for Mr. Bartman. We need to see him. He needs to come out and give an interview. He needs to come out and throw a first pitch so we can humanize him. And I just think that's just total crap. Am I in the wrong here or... or I don't even know why people want, like, the poor guy wants to be left alone. Leave him the hell yes, alone. Thank like, you. I, I media think it's, just, listen, it's like, is it a slow, it's not even a slow time in baseball. Like, there's enough going on. Like, come on, like, do a better job at your job. Yeah. It's just like, leave the man alone. Like, he didn't ask for this. He was in the wrong place at the wrong time and got caught up like any of us were. You know, if you watch the footage, and it's hard for me to watch, not as hard anymore, but... For years, it was hard for me to watch. You saw at least six or seven people going for that ball, and unfortunately, he just happened to be the one that got his hand on it. And you know what? Leave the man alone. I, I think the fan base, you know, they kind of let it go, and they're just like, yeah, yeah, Bartman, whatever, you know. They just want the World Series. And I, honestly, I, it, it was the press. Every time that this would come up, the press would be like, oh, Steve Bartman, Steve Bartman. Just let the man be, please. Just please yeah. leave the man alone. I feel bad for him. They just really won't stop. Like, you would think after they won a World Series, it'd be over. But yeah. people I, suck it, sometimes. It, it was. And then this came out. And then it just, you know, it drummed up more more interest. And, I, you know, it's going to go away. I mean, look at when the Red Sox won. You know, Bill Buckner was vilified for years for the 86 World Series and the ground ball going between his legs. And, and you know what? The Red Sox won the World Series. All is forgotten. All is forgiven. So, yeah. Hold on, are we going to start forgiving the goat now, too? Nobody nobody seriously ever blamed the goat. <laughs> the, the billy goat. Jillian, are you familiar with the curse of the billy goat? I am familiar okay, with the good. curse of the billy goat, yeah. All right, so if you want to read about the billy goat curse, go Google it. I'm, we're not going to waste your time talking about it here, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I've told that story way too many times, and I'm sick of telling it, so. The Cubs won the World Series. I've got my Cubs shot glass here. I've got my paperweight with dirt from the infield at Wrigley Field in front of me. I'm good to go. We're all good to go. End of topic. <laughs> so on to the next one. No segues here. Yeah, yeah. so segues on disappointments uh, and disappointing <laughs> uh, behavior. So the yeah. U.S. just played two games. It uh, did. Jillian it did. was there for one of them. I'm going to turn it over to you because... Yeah. I may have uh, fallen asleep during the game on Friday last week. That's okay. You didn't miss literally anything. That's what I hear. <laughs> um, so the World Cup qualifying is happening. This is like these are they have important games left, um, and it was the U.S. controlled their fate. So the, it's what they're on what's called like the hexagonal, with the hex, and it's like the final stage of qualifying. So they've gotten this far, and they're in a group and. The top three in the group that come out 
they are automatic bids to the World Cup. Um, to the World Cup, and the fourth place, they play a one-game playoff against. I think it's somebody in Asia. I forget. It's whatever team that's in that playoff. Um, so. Before this game, going into it, it was like, okay, if the U.S. can win this game, then we can definitely, you know, we can get that third place. Like, we really control the third place spot. Because we're more or less fighting for third place with Panama. Because the top is Mexico. The second is going to be Costa Rica, most likely. Third is, it was we were hoping it would be the U.S. And then fourth, maybe Panama. Um, so when they lost that game, they lost 2 nothing to Costa Rica. And... Um, I feel like U.S. soccer fans, we tend to like as a as a whole, we tend to freak out pretty quickly, um, and like we, it's doomsday right away. Uh, I think it's just we're still learning what it's like to have a team, and not what it's like to have a team. I shouldn't say it like that, but the U.S. <laughs> has let us down quite a bit. Like have they've let us down quite a bit. Um, so I feel like we do go to panic mode yeah, pretty quickly. 1994 comes around, everybody's all excited. 1998 comes around, not so yeah. good. 2002, yeah. great. 2006, not so good. Not so, yeah. It's like up, down, up, down, up, down. So, and it's it has that same feeling where it's like, God, if they qualify, are they going to just, is it just going to be a waste of time, all this stuff. So it's a little... It, 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 the game against Costa Rica was a little concerning. Um, some key players were hurt. Uh, so you're like, okay, whatever. They're going to go to Honduras. And the way this works is like they play like everybody who's qualifying for the entire World Cup. They play two games, like more or less back to back. Like they have a couple of days off. So like you had people qualifying in Europe and in their, um, in their confederation and all that. So there's a lot of soccer going on right now in general for qualifying. And we're like, okay, they're just going to go to Honduras and they're just going to beat Honduras. Like that's not that hard. Like it's Honduras. Like they're decent, but like we should be better than them. They come out and they come out totally flat last night. It was just like, did you guys not remember that you lost like two nothing? And then Honduras takes the lead and you're like, oh my God. Because at this point, if we lost to Honduras, we dropped to fifth in the group. And it's still, we, we could still, we still have to play Panama. We play Panama one more time, which is the only reason why everyone's not in total panic mode. But if we lose to Panama, we're probably going to be in fourth place, most likely. And that means we would have a one-game playoff. And with the current way the U.S. is playing, I don't like the idea of a one-game playoff. Yeah, and they would so, play somebody like, uh, it was some, you know, it's somebody from, you know, the Asian Confederation. I feel like yes. Saudi Arabia was one of the teams, and it was a possibility. It's just, yeah, hey, let's just not have to do that. That would be great. Yeah. Exactly. Can we just please? Can we just win this? Um, I, so I, it's. I hate sounding like a. One of those obnoxious, uh, it's the end of the world, sports talk guys. But yeah, I I just to me, if the U.S. misses the World Cup, I think that's going to be a big. Just it's it's going to be you know not detrimental, but it's it's going to hurt the progression of soccer yeah. in this country. Oh, you know, to, I think to watch from the sideline. The thing is is that it's never good to miss the World Cup. No 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 um US I mean no soccer federation has benefited from missing a World Cup really. I mean that's probably there's that's probably I shouldn't say nobody ever, but you know the US they have the money for it. So if if you have the money for it, you need to be there. You need to be in the World Cup. It's not it's not good, especially when you have like a young player like Pulisic out there and you have some young studs that you can really get out there and 
um, it's fun to think about like, okay, you know, in four world cups, fools that could still be playing, but <laughs> you want to get them out there. You want to get them playing and you, it's just great for soccer exposure in general. Uh, I, I, the world cup is the one time in the one time where soccer is totally in the mainstream media, a hundred percent. So it's super important for them. I, I just, Oh God. Um, what was it? World, yeah, it was World Cup 94. England did not qualify for that, which was... That was at 94? I think it was 94. That was Four. embarrassing, if I remember correctly. I mean, recently... Um, yeah, they didn't. Like, England missed. Yeah. And recently, England's been just making some like embarrassing moments, I guess you could say, in their, in their international soccer. So... I mean, that's, isn't that kind of how Men and Blazers started, was they were just, like, so disgusted with England's national team, they just went and started ranting? Yeah, basically. And, like, yeah, like, so, it's, you know, there's there's ups and downs with every national team. The U.S. is just a different soccer culture, and that definitely permeates through the team, like, not just the fan culture, but how the sport is played is just different, and... um. It's definitely. I, I think they just need to get to the World Cup. You know, if they if they go out in the first round, then they go out in the first yeah, round. But I mean, it's better they, to know, be there. And yeah, ninety eight, they finished dead last, if I remember right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and Alexi Lawless was on that team. They didn't even let yeah. him off the bench. Yeah, and again, his, it's just he retired after that. Just you gotta get you gotta get the players there, and you need the you know everyone. You, soccer in general in the U.S. is just becoming more and more in the mainstream. It's becoming more and more you hear about it. Um, so just to take that momentum from the last World Cup when, you know, they were in the group of death and they made it out of that group. And, you know, those moments are ones that, like, you remember. So And there was a lot of momentum from that. And so the U.S. can definitely carry on from that. I, uh, a couple weeks ago, a week or two ago, I wrote a uh, blog post over at stadiumscene.tv about uh, supporter groups in the U.S. and how they're on the rise. And I called out Kate at the end of the, uh, end of the <laughs> article because she, A, well, I didn't mention this, but A, she has still not joined American Outlaws. Okay. And B, she still does not pick an English Premier League club to support. I really I mean, feel we gotta... like I just sit down and watch some games so I can pick. I don't want to just pick people. Just well, that worked in my fantasy football league. Arbitrarily pick. <laughs> it didn't. It doesn't always work. <laughs> uh, and on a other side note, today is the, I, I've actually looked this up and this appears to be correct. Uh, today is the ten thousandth day since Liverpool has won a. <laughs> won the first division of football in England. What was that? Say it. It's, this is the 10,000th day since the last time Liverpool won the league. I feel like you're just trying to be mean. <laughs> just trying to be nasty now. <laughs> he does get enjoyment from that. Yes, I do. One of my, uh, one of my close friends is a, uh, he's a Liverpool fan and I've, uh, we we take turns giving each other crap and oh okay so. well as long as you as long as you're messing with each other that's yeah, all that matters. It's good. So, moving on to the next segment here, uh, the NFL kicks off tomorrow. 
Yay! Football! So the, in the last you know few years, the Patriots are putting up another banner, which I don't think I, I don't I don't think anybody outside of the New England area is uh, thrilled about that. No, well, nobody is. Transplants and the kids who started rooting for the Patriots when they were twelve year old, twelve years old, like kids rooted for the Bulls in the nineties and yeah, <laughs> Lakers in the, yep. yeah, in the late nineties, early two thousands. So the worst. Yeah, <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys in the early nineties. <laughs> oh, that's the worst. I take it back. <laughs> Notre Dame Philly, football so. in the eighties, Miami football yeah. <laughs> in the eighties and nineties. You name it. Yeah, you pick the dynasty. You know the the Chicago Blackhawks of the last you know six or seven years. The Penguins of the last six or seven. Yeah. years. Yeah. <laughs> The worst. You just keep naming everything I hate. Really. <laughs> um, what? Um, uh, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles making it to the Super Bowl one time. Hey, and the Patriots cheated. So and they cheated. there. And Donovan yeah. McNabb threw up in the huddle. That's, yeah, but also the Patriots the, cheated. That's the only thing. Uh, yeah, other than the Patriots and their shady ways of doing things, that's the only thing I remember about that game was Donovan McNabb throwing up in the huddle and Terrell Owens. Yep. Telling the whole world about it. Yeah, that was uh, so. Uh, so the question is, do the Patriots repeat? I mean, if any teams, I worry that the answer there is yes because it's the Patriots. They find ways to win. Like literally, that's the thing they do is they find ways to win when they shouldn't. They like just the keep Bowl, so. finding these throwaway players and. Yeah, these guys who, you know, they're not in the right position and they come in and they just look great. I just, I just don't get it. You have to give credit to the coach. I mean, yeah. he's doing. Oh, yeah. The, the coaching yeah. and the scouting, they, I mean, they, they know how to pick their players. I mean, it's, you know, Julian Edelman, who's been, you know, more and more important to that team over the last couple of years. He went yeah. down hurt. Um, but you know, I'm sure there's someone else you never have heard of right now will step in, and everybody after week one will be rushing to put them on their fantasy team, and just just yeah. how it works. It's just how yeah, that's 100% how it works, unfortunately. So, so, so Tom Brady. I, oh. So no. I was gonna say I give credit to the guys who deflate the footballs before the game. Oh. Oh, ouch! I wasn't gonna go there, but ouch. <laughs> You went for the jugular. So we well, have uh, the, we, we have officially the alienated the Boston listening audience. Sorry, the rest of the country will find a way to make you mad later too. I'm sure. <laughs> Don't worry, we offend everybody. Well, I mean, I just by naming off clubs, I offended Cowboys fans, Notre Dame fans. It's the same thing. I mean, oh, so ouch. <laughs> Tom Brady is 40 years old. He's just, he's a, again, just like I don't think Yager is human, I think Brady is part robot. Like that's he, the only explanation. I, I went on Twitter last year after the Super Bowl, and I after the Patriots had their crazy comeback, and I said, wow, Tom Brady's last professional game was incredible. And I just got ripped for that. There's no way he's going to walk away now. Well, if it was up to his wife, yes, he would have uh-huh. walked away after that game. But no, he, yeah. he's still there. I was wrong. And he, he seems to think he's going to play another five years, which is just, you know, how old was Brett Favre when he retired? Uh, we need the researcher to answer that question. Researcher, when did Brett Favre retire? How old was retire. he? 
We should just, our researchers should just be Alexa from now on. Just like, Alexa, how old is Brett Favre when he retired? She'd probably be able to answer it. He, uh, he retired I, he, when he was 44, so. So I and, feel like he's just trying to go a year longer. Yeah, so uh, probably, you know, just nice round number, maybe spite, maybe just a, you know, sake to Brett Favre. Well, like, in all fairness, he does take it without any injuries. He takes such incredible care of his body. That I, I believe that he could do it. And, I really do. And the thing is, Brett Favre was the complete opposite. He was so reckless. I mean, there's the, yeah. the, the legendary game where he got tackled and was pulled out of the game because he had no idea where he was. And one play later, he checked himself back into the game, threw a touchdown pass, ran off the field and asked what just happened because he doesn't remember anything for like the last two minutes. <sighs> Oh my God! And I mean, the man's brains have got to be scrambled by now. Um, I, I know. Oh yeah. I know. There's been a few things that have come out that he's talked about headaches, and I mean, he's going to be one of those guys. You know, you hear about like Jim McMahon from the Bears in the '80s, and he, you know, he says he uh, he walks into his kitchen and he doesn't remember why he walked in there. Yeah. Um, I just he, you're, he's going to be that in a in a few years, I'm afraid, just because of just how much. Just how brutal it was. I mean, it was you know, quarterbacks took yeah. a lot more of a beating when earlier on in his career, he didn't really take very good care of himself. And early on, he was uh, pretty excessive into the partying, which uh, allegedly uh, that I'm sure is not helping things either. Oh yes. So, on the topic of the Super Bowl. Well, I guess I never did say if we agreed with Tom Brady going five years. I don't think his wife. I think eventually she'll put her foot down and say, you you got to go. Yeah, but as long as I think he's not getting injured, I could see him doing it. He is unstoppable. And uh, if he's still winning, why the hell would you stop? Like, he, if, he's he also... still, if he can. Oh, go ahead. What was that? I was going to say, if he's still winning. And if I'm, if I said, if I'm Giselle too, like, if he's still winning, why the hell not? Like. He's still going to make money even when he's retired. Oh, so course. it's not about money. You know, oh. it's, it's, it's about, it's different. It's, they don't yeah. need any more of it, honestly. And, so he's playing because he genuinely loves it too. Plus, wasn't his wife one of like the highest paid models in the world at one yes. point? So, it's, yes. you know, it's so, not like they need the money. They're just fine financially yeah. between the two of them. Yes. So it's, it's just, he, he really loves football. You can tell that he, he takes insane care of his body and kudos to him, man. Even the hair plugs. Oh, ooh, ouch, ouch. I just had, sorry, I just, you know, as being, growing up in Indiana and being a Colts fan and them knocking the Colts out of the playoffs like three out of four years, it just, yeah, it, you know, it just, like everybody else, I, I respect them, but I hate them. Yeah, I hate them. Oh, God, I definitely hate them. But if they were my team, I'd probably love them. So. Yeah, oh, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> if I was from that area my whole life. I I mean, most them. most successful clubs have that one guy that you hate, just you hate, but if he's on your team, you love him. And if he came oh, definitely. To, and if he came to your team tomorrow, you would you would go from hating him to loving him. I mean, look at, you know, back to hockey again. Uh, you know, I'm sure you're familiar with Andrew Shaw. Yep, how could you not be? Everyone outside of Chicago during the time he was there hated him. Everybody in Chicago loved him because he was that scrappy little guy that wasn't putting up with anybody's crap. 
He's also a trash human, apparently. Yeah, so. and just, yeah, after he leaves Chicago, then, like, more and more comes out, and it's like, oh, oh my god. Yeah, like, it wasn't just that he, he had a, what was that, like, an inflammatory or, like, homophobic slur. Like, there's more that you heard about him, yeah. But, like, you heard just more and more about him that was like, wow, I didn't, I was trying to defend him a little bit, but I take it back. <laughs> And when he when they the Blackhawks won the cup in 2013, I just remember them handing him the Stanley Cup, and he's skating around with it, and they've got the live NBC camera in front of him, and it just yeah f this f that yeah, and it just and it's, completely live on live television, no yeah, <laughs> no seven second yeah. delay there apparently, but, so. yeah. So, or, or somebody lost their job. One of the two. Yeah, yeah probably. So wrapping up, um, Chiefs-Patriots tomorrow, uh, Monday Night Football, Saints and Vikings, the early game, and the always first of the week, uh, the late game on Monday will be Chargers at Broncos. So it's time for trivia. It's time once again for everyone's favorite segment, Kate Stadium Scene Podcast Trivia. Kate You've got your evil trivia for the day. Uh-oh. Will DJ and Jillian be able to answer her questions? Yeah. Yeah! Or will it just end up in embarrassment and humiliation? <laughs> the internet... She, she has the evil laugh down. She, might, she did an evil laugh on us. Okay, so... Today we have six questions. Six questions. Instead of five. Ooh, amping it up. So, to start off, yeah. time is money. How much does it cost to open wait. or close the roof wait, of Miller Park? Wait, 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 you didn't give us a buzzing word. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know DJ's using this time to Google the answer. I am not Googling uh-huh. the answer. <laughs> you know, how about batter up? Batter up. Batter up. I gotta write that down because I'm gonna forget. I'm just gonna make a sound batter effect. Batter up. I will that's my sound effect. I'm just kidding. I'll say batter up. <laughs> okay. Okay, go for it. I didn't hear the. I didn't hear the full question. I'm sorry. Okay. Time is money. How much does it cost to open or close the roof of Miller Park? I have no idea. <laughs> See, the thing is, I, I know how much it costs Chase Field, and I know the Chase Field roof is faster than Miller Park's roof because I just did a article on this. I didn't look up Milt the specifics, so I'm going to say batter up. Okay. I'm going to say $4.50. Wrong. Um, all right, I'll say batter up. Okay. And I'll say $150. Even more wrong. I have it, literally no frame of reference for this. It is $18. $18. It costs Chase Field $3 to open the roof. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. That's wait. So I wait. Me. I have a question. Why yeah. does it cost money? Electricity. Yeah. Uh, okay. I was like, is there something I'm missing here? Like, who has to? I get it. Now. There's okay. a little guy who sits in the roof. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's actually a giant gerbil wheel. If you didn't. Yeah. He yeah. just turns the wheel. You know. Oh, yes. I, I learned when I took the tour of Chase Field. It cost them about three dollars in electricity to open the roof. And I know that their roof is a much simpler structure, so I didn't realize it was that much simpler. But $18, how about that? Yeah. Okay, question number two. Helfer Field is a children's field located right outside Miller Park. It shares the grounds crew with Miller Park. One thing it doesn't share is where the materials for the fall posts come from. 
What is the name of the old stadium where they came from? Better up. DJ. It was Milwaukee County Stadium. Correct. Yeah! But also, that was a very tricky question See, is that I did not expect I it going that way. That's why I listened to the end of it before because she has faked me out so many times <laughs> where oh she takes God. a complete left turn with the question. I'm just like, I'm like, no, she's not going to ask what the material is. <laughs> See, I she got I, me. I was like, the material, hmm, where would it be from? Like... <laughs> So, question number three. I'm doing some... so well. <laughs> so well. While some stadiums have very lame entertainment between innings, Miller Park has a signature race. What races during the game? Better up. Better up. I think it was Jillian. Oh, you're full of it. <laughs> well, I don't know if I know the answer. This is just my only guess. Um, I was going to say a pierogi race. No. Sorry, oh, batter okay. up. I actually don't know. I don't actually know, but I was like, that's Milwaukee. They have pierogies. No, <laughs> DJ? The, it is the uh, the Clements sausage race. Yep. The ah. pierogi race is in Pittsburgh. I knew they had a pierogi race in Pittsburgh. I was just like, maybe there's multiple pierogi races. Also, the really fun one in Atlanta is what, like, the, the or the really fast guy. Yeah. Right? <laughs> What's the guy's name? <laughs> Oh, I don't know. He's like an all blue and they give like the runner like a 30 second head start. 30 seconds probably exaggerating, but they give him a very large head start and he tries to outrace him. him. Yeah, somebody did beat him. Very, very, very slim though. So that would be two for me. And zero for me. I think I've won. What's my streak at? Is it four in a row that I've won? No, you're up to like two. No, I've won more than that. Calm down. Calm down, too. <laughs> okay, music. Miller Park is one of the only stadiums to still have this. Oh, batter up. Jillian. Organist? Yes. Yes! So excited. My mind, I, I, I knew that, and my mind just went blank, and I was just like, the, the key I'm just happy thingy with the pipes. batter up. <laughs> what is that called? The thing they have in churches. Yeah. <laughs> you, okay. Would you I got have accepted one. that as an answer? I'm on the board. Since the press room gets opened up for games, the occasional fall ball makes its way into the press room. What does Miller Park do in that situation? Uh, <laughs> batter up. Okay. They take the ball out. <laughs> <laughs> DJ can't come up with a better solution. We might take that one. I've got two answers, and they're both ridiculous enough that they could potentially be right. So I'm going to say batter up. Okay. And then make them throw it back. No. My other guess would have been they win a prize. No. Technically, they memorialize it with the batter's name, date, the opponent team and the pitcher's name, and they write it on the wall right next to where the hole or the dent is. <laughs> well, then. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure in Pretty another intense. 10 or 15 years, that'll be a classy looking room. Yeah, oh, very, oh, it's very already classy looking. And they have <laughs> a monitor as well, and they did the same thing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that seems so, like they could have designed that better. Oh, uh, yeah, but, you know, it was yeah. cool to see. So two to one, we're on what, question five? Actually, we're up to the question number six. Oh. So, 
after the tour, Kate went to fourth base, which is one of our stadium scene bars. Nice plug. What beer did Kate enjoy at it? What, what? Oh, 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 I, I know this. Batter up. DJ. It was a spotted cow. Yep. Yeah! <laughs> Damn it. Boom. <laughs> I love spotted cow beer. I, so I don't even know what that is. You, I remember you posted a picture of it. <laughs> you can only get it in Wisconsin. It's a place called uh, New okay. It's a, it's one of those like hip micro brews that it's like oh have you been to New Glarus? He's like no I haven't but tell me more. I'm I'm glad I didn't have a video stand up because I literally just got out of my chair and started dancing when I got that right. Whatever. <laughs> I'm a sore loser. The win streak is alive. <laughs> Whatever the number is, we'll go back and we'll look through the records and figure out what that is. I don't doubt that you will. <laughs> <laughs> he has too much spare time. That's right. I'm going to make a plaque and put my picture on it. Right? Win, 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 win. No, I'm just I, I don't understand how you have any time. I don't either. He doesn't. Well, the one time. I don't well, so I said the one right. time he texted me, and I was like, wait. And then because he texted me super late, and then texted me super early. And I was like, I know we have a two-hour time difference, but when three do hours. you sleep? You're, and it was like, Eastern oh, like time. four I hours got, every night. You got a three-hour time difference, too. That's I'm most three hour, well, part bad. of the year, except when we're in mountain time out here. Yeah. So, yes, I don't sleep. I go to bed at midnight, and I get up at like 530 if, I, if I'm having a good night. If not, it might be a little less than that, so... I function somehow, barely, so. Somehow. Speaking of sleep, I think somebody here wants to go sleep. Oh, man, I'm so tired. <laughs> I have to fix the toilet, uh, so I I am jealous of you. Uh, but it's okay. I'm two or three hours ahead, so. Yeah, I might, yeah I might still be trying to fix a toilet in three hours, so. Yeah, that's also true. I'll be getting... Call the plumber. Call the plumber. No, I don't want to. They're expensive. I would recommend calling the plumber, but that's just me. I'm the tool man. I can fix anything. So, DJ, let me know how, me know how it goes. Prize. What? There's a prize. Oh, there's a prize. What's the prize? I'm challenging you to try follow the Tom Brady diet for the next week. That's not a prize. What's the... T oh, no. What, am I going to eat cardboard for a week? No, he actually eats a lot of food. Oh, I, oh God. What's the Tom Brady diet? Let's hear it. It's so, not fun. You don't want to do it. Don't agree to it. Okay, fine. <laughs> Sounds miserable. Fine. I got it. I got, I got a deal. I'll do the Tom Brady diet. You do the Michael Phelps Olymp Olympic training diet. Uh, yeah. I'm not, it. I'm not yeah. on this. This is not me. <laughs> <laughs> the Michael Phelps diet's like 7,000 calories a day or something like that. Maybe more. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah there's no way. It, just read about the Michael Phelps diet, and you probably won't eat for a week. It's ridiculous. Ugh. He eats like a week's worth of food in like 10 hours. Damn. Yeah, no thanks. Okay, no diets. All right. Good. I don't, I don't want to diet anyway. It's boring. So we're going to wrap up the show. We went kind of long today. So yeah, um, thank you for listening. That was episode 12. We'll hopefully be back in less than a month. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hopefully next week. Yeah, hopefully next week. We'll get back on a regular routine. Labor Day's over. We can't blame summer anymore officially. Uh, and I hear it was like in the 40s in Chicago the other night. That sounds yeah. about right. Yeah. yeah. 
It was 106 today, so. <laughs> I'll take my 40s any day. I don't know yeah. why you're ha ha me. I'll take, hey, I'm, my swimming pool stays open until Thanksgiving, usually. So, anyway, wrapping it up, stadiumscene.com, stadiumscene.tv, at stadiumscene on Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest, and at stadium underscore scene on Instagram. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to today's Stadium Scene podcast. Visit us at stadiumscene.com and stadiumscene.tv. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Google Play Store.